Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Tesla adds a launch mode to try and make Model S even a hair quicker off the line, autopilot gets nerfed a bit, Tesla's got a great holiday gift for iPhone owners, and more. Tally-ho! Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. My name is Ryan McCaffrey. It's episode 20 for December 13th, 2015. It is good to have the show back up to full strength. And by that, I mean both me, I'm feeling much better after my, you could tell my voice was a little off under the weather, especially last week and then a bit the week before even. And then even uh, the recording, the recording quality of the show is restored to its it's better quality than what I'd been subbing in the last two weeks. The broken uh, recorder has been repaired under warranty, and it's back in my hands. I'm very happy to have it back. So, yay! I appreciate it. I just want to say thank you again to all of you for bearing with me the last couple weeks, both with my voice and from the uh, slightly lessened sound quality from the inferior recording device. So, back in action here. Uh, what can we tell you? Founder Series Model X deliveries seem to be picking up a bit based on anecdotal evidence on the Tesla Motors Club forums. Still no word for signature deliveries, however. It is looking less and less likely that any of those are going to happen in 2015. But we'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, you never know. They could sneak out a couple hundred of them, few hundred of them that last week of the year. It is entirely possible. Boy, I just kind of feel bad for for the uh, factory workers, Tesla factory workers, they've got to be pulling just some serious hours. Who knows if there are even double shifts going on right now. They're, they did that the first, first or, and or second holiday for Model S. I remember that. That was the thing. There was, there was uh, just double shifts going and uh, there's cars just manufacturing around the clock. So, you know, with Model X, with Everybody waiting, it's just been so tough, and I, I gotta figure it's, it's just as hard on the Tesla employees, so uh, we wish them the best, as because, you know, they're, there's only so much they can do, right? You know, if they're holding up, if they're waiting on parts, and they're just trying to build as many cars to, as close to completion as they can, uh, you know, and everybody's, all the, all, everybody with a reservation is getting stressed out, and it's the holidays, which is already a stressful time, so, you know, if you haven't already... Uh, maybe send a note somehow to, I don't know, through your delivery specialist, through somebody. Let, let, the, let the Tesla factory workers know that you're thinking about them. Uh, first up on the Tesla hotline, on the Ride the Lightning hotline this week, Eric from Florida wants to talk a little bit about other EVs and their appearance after he, uh, he was responding to my comments about the Chevy Bolt from last week. Eric, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. What's up? My name is Eric. Uh, I live in Florida. I'm, a, I guess, a short-term listener. been listening to podcasts on lots, uh, Beyond, Knock uh, and Boots, just recently. So uh, I love you guys at IGN. I love what you're doing. Uh, my question is, well, actually, kind of a comment and question about Tesla. I was just listening to, listening to your uh, episode 19 talking about the Chevy Bolt, and I actually 
went to YouTube and looked at a few, well, well, thumbnails for the videos. Um, and you're talking about the, the look and the uh, aesthetics, how it looks like a fit in the back and a bolt in the front. I mean, it, it's it's amazing to me. Do you think that these car companies, even though they spend however much money they're spending, I'm guessing somewhere in the billions, on these electric vehicles to make them look ugly on purpose? Do you really think that they're trying to do that? Because Tesla came out with these wonderful-looking cars from the Model S. To, the X isn't the best-looking, but it looks a lot better than the Volt or the Leaf or the Bolt. I mean, look at the Prius, and people were buying the Prius. I, I think they're trying to pretend that it's a trend of, oh, look at look at our hybrid or electric vehicles to make them stand out. But Tesla knows that they have to look pretty. So what do you think, Brian? Do you think they're trying to make them look ugly on purpose so that it can actually fail in the long term? I mean, I guess I'm being a little cynical about it, but what do you think, man? Take care. Thanks for um, having me. Eric, thank you for the call. And guess what? I actually think you pretty much hit it on the head without even realizing it in your call. I believe, I genuinely believe that the reason that so many EVs uh, have, have been, shall we say, less than attractive, I really think it actually is the Prius's fault in the sense of the Prius is sort of the poster child right now for a cheap, uh, high fuel economy car. You know, because we don't have, you know, the, the Leaf isn't long enough range and the Model S isn't cheap enough. So as far as sort of affordable, good economy car, the Prius is the poster child for that. And if you look, the, uh, the original concept car, the original design for the Volt was actually very attractive. And you notice that the Volt that ended up hitting the road was fairly Prius-like. Uh... Honda, we've seen, what is it, the, uh, the, uh, I'm thinking, I can't think if it's the Civic or the, or the large, I want to say whatever their sort of a Prius equivalent is, has a very Prius look to it. I mean, it's, because you look at, and that's the reason is these, these automotive executives at the rival companies, they look and go, what? Toyota's selling how many Priuses a year? About a million? Well, gee, maybe clearly customers are happy with that and are okay with that and they like that. So let's, Let's give them that, except with our badge on it. Uh, and, and I think the other part of that is, is the, uh, the weird mobile factor that, they're, you know, <clears throat> that a, an executive will think, well, we're building a, an electric car, which is something different, so I've got to make it look different to differentiate it from my gas cars to, so that, to, you know, to tell customers, hey, this is a different thing, when really that's just the absolute wrong way to be thinking about it. They should be thinking about it in the opposite way of, well, let's just make it look good like the rest of our cars. Just make it, make it look as good as we can, and people will buy it no matter what's under the hood or, in, a, in an electric vehicle's case, not under the hood. But I really genuinely believe, Eric, that, that the Prius and its success is, uh, quote-unquote, to blame for, for a lot of electric vehicles and, and hybrid vehicles looking rather boring because the Prius is this boring little hatchback thing, but its success is something that every auto manufacturer wants a piece of. Tesla's the only one, because it's led by a guy and a team 
who who they don't chase that. That's not what they're interested in. They want to make the best car they can make, and they're not afraid to to take chances and 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 go out on their own, strike out on their own. So, good stuff from Eric. Thank you very much. Our next call is someone we've heard from before. He goes by the handle of Tesla Eight. He's curious about the Model Three, which I am always happy to talk about. Tesla Eight, the floor is yours. Hi Ryan, this is Tesla Eight. I have a question about the Model 3 and the base $35,000 car. Um, I know that they'll come out with the Founder Series and then the Signature Series first. And um, I'm thinking that um, they're going to probably have um, a way to auction up the Model 3, probably close to 100000 even though that's uh, overlapping with the Model S. But um, when do you think the first $35,000 base Model 3 will actually be delivered. Um, if the first founders would be maybe the end of 2017, um, when do you think uh, they'll actually deliver the base model with the lowest battery pack um, at that 35000 mark? Thanks, and uh, uh, you have a great podcast. Well, Tesla 8, thank you for the call. And, uh, you know, first of all, it's, there, there is a debate on the Tesla Motors Club forum. I've brought this up on the show before. Some, some people think that there won't even be signatures for Model 3 because they're intended to be the mass-produced, uh, you know, everyman car, as it were. And I uh, wholly disagree with that. I, I absolutely think there will be signatures. I, you know, it is, you know, past... Past performance is not indicative of, of, of future performance, but uh, it is Tesla has done signatures on every car they've ever made, and it does make a lot of sense. Where as they're you know they can they can use the the signatures to sort of figure everything out and get those fully optioned higher higher revenue cars out the door first. But nevertheless, you bring up a great point about Model Three, and and it's one that's been debated on TMC before about. You know, the whole, <clears throat> the Model X has had its narrative uh, altered negatively a bit by the press. What a shock that the press would would uh, twist a Tesla narrative into something negative. People keep emailing me examples of, of Tesla narratives that have been just just brutally twisted in a, in a completely unfair way but by uh, so-called unbiased media outlets. But I, anyway... Uh, you know, with, with Model 3, I very much think there, there will be founders cars because it is, it's, this is the car that the entire company was created to make. It's Model 3. It's not S, it's not X, and it's not the Roadster. The whole point, as laid out by Elon in the not-so-secret master plan from 2006, before Tesla had made a single car... Model 3 is the ultimate goal of the company to, to uh, advance the mass, you know, the, 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 the mass spread of, of sustainable transportation, sustainable, you know, energy transport. And Model 3 is that end game for Tesla. So you know <clears throat> that there will be founders cars. You know, those investors are going to be looking to get their, their hands on that Model 3 first for uh for, you know, prestige factor, if nothing else. And then the Signature Series, which is what I plan to to plunk down for, you know, that is, uh, I'm, I, 
my goal, of course, as I've said on the show over and over, is to, I'm trying to save, I'm trying to plan. I want to do a fully, fully loaded Model 3, which will hopefully, I'm hoping will be praying for 75 thou, thinking maybe 80, hoping it's not any more than that, because that's, I think that's about the highest I'd even realistically have any chance of getting to. But, uh, you know, my, I, I intend to go for a, a dual motor, performance car, Model 3, signature series, all the bells and whistles. But to your point, you make, you know, your ultimate question about when is that first $35,000 base model going to hit? Because with X, you know, it's, it's going to take a long time. And with the S, you know, the, the 60 kilowatt cars took quite a long time. And, the, and those few 40 kilowatt cars that they offered and that had been reserved before Tesla ultimately discontinued them, those folks had to wait quite a while as well. And so it is a very fair question with Model 3. You know, Tesla doesn't want that narrative. Uh, it's one thing on Model X, right, where it's like, oh, you know, the some fools in the media think, oh, Tesla's new SUV is $140,000. Like, well, no, this version of it is... Uh, you know, and Tesla's not the only company in the industry that engages in this kind of practice of of selling the higher optioned version of the, of the of the new vehicle first. But with Model Three, I have to think that well, first of all, because they are aiming to produce so many more, you know, they're not going to start by making a hundred thousand a year. They're probably, if I had to just purely guess, which obviously I have nothing to go on, but. I got to figure, you know, they're going to ramp up and I'll bet the first full year of production for Model 3 is going to be 50,000 cars and then maybe 75 and and 100 and there you know it's going to be a ramp based I mean somewhat based on demand but somewhat based on just logistics as well what Tesla is capable of handling. But I I think that with Model 3 you know, I, I believe that there will be signature models, and there have only been there have been about a thousand of them. You know, thousand, twelve, fifty, uh, depending who you ask, I guess, with the S and with the X. But my guess is that there will be five thousand, probably not, like maybe ten, but I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be five thousand signature series Model Threes, which even when you account for for a a uh, slow ramp up of cars of production for Model Three out of the Tesla factory, you know that's that's one tenth of the year or about you know so if it's fifty thousand cars the first year that's and there's fifty you know they're working fifty weeks a year. Do the math. That's a thousand cars a week. Uh, so you got to figure it's the first month and change of production. That would be dedicated solely to signature series cars, and that's not that much. So you know, people wouldn't be waiting too long. The jet, meaning general production reservations. And so, to ultimately get to your question, I think that the difference between S, X, and three, uh, as there's just this little tickle in my throat, it's making me crazy. Anyway, um, I think the general production cars. The, the, the signatures will be made first, but I don't think the general production cars will be batched quite the same way. I don't think they're going to start with the big battery and just work their way down from most expensive cars to, to cheapest Model 3s. I think once general production starts, Tesla is going to basically build anything. And I think they will. They'll batch to, 
to a certain extent with paint colors and battery types and what have you. <clears throat> Pardon me. But I guess I'm not quite back up to speed yet as I'm, I'm trying to talk like full blast. But anyway, um, I do think they're, they, they sort of politically have to mix in $35,000 cars very early on. And also, they just, I think they just, uh, out of fairness and, you know, forget about the media. I think that it's just something they need to do. And I think they will do. I don't think they're going to keep, I don't think Model 3 is going to be a $55,000 car, $50,000 car for the first year it's available. I think it's going to be, you know, a 60 plus thousand dollar signature series car for the first month. And then after that, I think it's going to be, it, all bets are off. You can order whatever you want. I mean, we don't even know how long the back the backlog's going to be. Like, the reservation list for Model 3 could be a year. What if they get 50,000 reservations? They have, they have 30,000 approximately that we know of, for like ballpark reservations for the X. Granted, that's built up over the course of three, uh, you know, three years or so. More, I guess, up, almost four now. But, and the S had, what, three years of waiting list time? Something like that. You know, the Model 3 theoretically won't have that people on the list won't, which will be me, won't wait that long because if we start, if we put our reservations down in March of 2016, we've hopefully got maybe a two-year wait ahead of us instead of a three- or a four-year wait. But even in that two years, you've got to figure, yeah, and with the, with the anecdotal word of mouth that you hear from owners and non-owners alike. You know, I've heard from a lot of listeners of this podcast who are just like me, people that are waiting for Model 3 because they can't afford the S, they can't afford the X. And then, you know, you hear a lot of anecdotal uh, similarities from, like, Model S owners who have people come up to them and ask them about their car, and it's, oh, I'm waiting for Model 3. I mean, there seems to be a lot of a lot of anticipation and a lot of money ready to be thrown at the Model Three. So I think fifty thousand reservations, even in two years, is not all that unreasonable. So the first year of Model Three production might get entirely sold out, but a lot of those people are going to want thirty-five thousand dollar-ish base cars, and so I think Tesla has to accommodate those people and can't make them wait until the tail end of that year. So good stuff from Tesla 8. Uh, I always love talking Model 3. If you've got a Model 3 question, any other kind of question you want to talk about on the show, drop me a line. It's a toll-free call. You just leave a message, and then I'll play it on the air. It's 1-888-989-8752. That spells T-S-L-A. And I remind you that, and you can also Skype that, and I remind you that if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family, telling them why they are special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit my friends at lifeonrecord.com to learn more. And I'll be right back with the news. There's some good stuff for you this week. Items of note in the news this week is hopefully I can get my voice under control. You guys are probably like, oh my god, Ryan, just 
Get it together, man! I'm so close to getting it together. I really am. I really truly am. Now I've got water next to me in case I need it. I was I was powering through that last segment with this like horrible little tickle in the back of my throat. Uh, anyway, this week we learned that firmware uh, 7.1 of the operating software for the Model S, and of course Model X, though nobody's got one yet, virtually, Firmware 7.1 now in testing, and it's got a few interesting new additions. First of all, <clears throat> auto steer, <clears throat> pardon me, geez, is now limited to 45 miles an hour on single lane roads with markings. Highway usage is unaffected, but basically this is Elon fulfilling his promise that he made, I believe, on Twitter of uh, people going a little cray-cray <laughs> with the autopilot, using it where it wasn't quite meant to be used, meaning non-highways. So uh, single-lane roads, you can use it you know, with, with oncoming traffic to your immediate left, but you will, uh, you will not be able to do so at high speeds any longer. Next up, a... Driver mode has been added to the car, which when activated will only extend the driver's door handle when you approach with the key fob, which which makes a ton of sense, you know, if you're just someone that uh, is just, you drive the car yourself to work, you know, commute to work, whatever it is, you can, uh, you can activate that, which is obviously just a, a very minor security feature, but a potentially significant one, you know, if you're Coming out of the office late at night, some nut jobs walking towards you and getting your car. It's like, well, your passenger door by default is open too. You don't want that nutcase hopping in your car with you and asking weird questions or worse. So the driver mode will only extend the driver's door handle when uh, you approach it with the key fob. Also, the instrument cluster, you know, which of course was redesigned, the graphics were redesigned for 7.0. It's now going to better render the vehicles detected by uh, the sensor array on each lane next to you. So now they just show up as uh, just nothing. <clears throat> little, little blobs or little sensor readings. So now they're actually going to... The vehicle animations will now include trucks and motorcycles. Instead of just vaguely Model S-shaped blob cars in front or to the sides of you. So that's cool. I love that they're advancing that, just uh, making it, you know, making it a little more like a, like a video game. It's gonna be like Road Rash in there <laughs> pretty soon, or Need for Speed. And then also interestingly, your garage door can now, autom if you wanted to, open automatically when you approach it if you've set up your home link in your Model S which is super cool, you know, because it already, I was already impressed when I had the car for review for a few days each time, both uh, for, with P85 and P85D this year. I, you know, I, I set up my home link with it and I just loved how as soon as the car knew from GPS that we were right rolling right up towards the house, it just pops right up at the top of the screen there. And you can just, just one quick touch is all it needs to uh, trigger your garage door opening. Now, you won't even need to do that. It, you'll just roll up and it's gonna automatically open for you, which is pretty cool. And a number of people on, online have noted that perhaps this is a precursor to the originally promised auto summoning and auto garage parking features, which Elon first mentioned when Autopilot was first announced. Now, 
the <clears throat> if you saw my house, I live in San Francisco on a you know everywhere in San Francisco is is uh, pretty tight. You know, there's street parking everywhere. If you you know getting into my garage is not an easy task in any car. It's it's especially difficult in a Model S. I can tell you, but uh, but yeah, like so. Believe me, it's it's tight enough in my neighborhood where I would I would pay so much money. I would pay if the car could reliably if I could just get out in front of my house and then like on the app push auto park and then it just it you know it did the zigzag the you know however many point turn it needs to do to get into my garage and then doing it again if I just walk outside my door and on the app hit exit my garage. If it can actually do that now, I suspect it's not going to be that advanced, at least not right away. Like I, I'm guessing this is more for people that live in normal cities with like two car garage, you know, two car uh, width driveways and big, you know, without the, the sort of tight city constraints where it'll, you know, it's a very straightforward pull in, pull out, pull in, pull out. Nevertheless, if, if it so happens that the Tesla, that, that eventually uh, autopilot and auto park can, can handle San Francisco streets and neighborhoods, I would pay to see that. I would, I would, I would probably, that might be the killer thing for me where I just tell my wife, sorry, hon, we can't, we can't start, we gotta, we gotta bail on Model 3, can't wait that long anymore, just need to do this right now, I'm so sick of trying to get the car in and out of the garage. But uh, anyway, it will now, at least for the time being, <clears throat> on 7.1, it will automatically open your garage door if you've got HomeLink set up. Now, in the very most recent update that's actually out now, it's firmware revision 2.9.40. <clears throat> P85D and P90D owners will find that they have a new little toy called Launch Mode. Yes, Launch Mode, which of course many uh, ICE cars have. Of course, they need it with the way their, their stuff works. <clears throat> we don't have any scientific data yet on this. No VBOX numbers, no nothing. We're, we're waiting for the, the good folks at TMC to, uh, to get on that, which they are in the process of doing. But there is a Launch Mode for the performance vehicles if you've got one of the newer ones. What you first have to do is go into your, your uh, driving settings and engage max battery power mode. Then firmly press the brake all the way down, firmly press the accelerator all the way down, release the accelerator, then put the, put, then stomp the accelerator again so you got both feet down and now you're ready. You got four seconds before launch mode disengages again, but launch mode's primed. Then you, you've got both feet down, put the, pull the foot off the brake, and whoosh, away you go. Uh, so this, this primes the car to just, to, to, to GTFO, to just, to just be gone. So uh, I can't imagine this is going to have a super significant impact. I mean, the, the car is already so quick and it's so, you know, everything's, the reaction to everything is so instant when you when you press the accelerator pedal, but it will be interesting to see some numbers on this and see what it can do. I mean, Tesla put it there for a reason, right? 
There, it's there for a reason, so it's going to be very interesting to see. Now, you know, uh, Motor Trend did that did that P90D Ludicrous review about a month or so ago and got <clears throat> extra crazy uh, 0 to 60 time. They got a 2.6, which no one has seen the car do yet in the real world. So uh, wondering if, you know, a lot, there's a lot of theories going around that, well, maybe, maybe Motor Trend had an early version of a new software update and that's how they got it. So maybe it is. Maybe that car had launch control and uh, that's what this is going to be. So this is going to be of most benefit to the ludicrous cars. But I got to figure it might, you might shave a, a what, maybe a .05 off for you insane folks too. Well, it's going to be fun to see. But nevertheless, I just, again, I love, I love seeing Tesla do this stuff. No one, no one's asked for this. No one said, uh, could you make my zero to six, could you make my insane car faster? Could you make my ludicrous car go off the line faster, please, more quickly? But I love that Tesla just does it. They just, they do it, and it's awesome, and it's free. It's just part of the car. It's part of your ownership of the car. Brilliant stuff. So uh, that's on the new, if you've got a P90, a P85D or P90D, insane or ludicrous, uh, get yourself updated ASAP. And go find a very safe place. Test this out. Let me know how it is. Give me a ring, in fact. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always reading the Tesla Motors Club forums, but I would love to hear directly from uh, a P85 or P90D owner. Give me a ring, toll free. Leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline at 1 888 989 8752. That's 1 888-989-TSLA. And let me hear it from you. Is this making any any noticeable difference? Did you try measuring it? You know, what, what's the good word on this? I am very curious. And the other fun news item of the week, this is definitely pure fun. There's nothing of significance to this, but, you know, Tesla's got, uh, they've got a web shop with some, you know, they've got, of course, clothing. Uh, I've got a few Tesla shirts myself. My favorite one is, I've got a Roadster shirt from when I first visited the, men, the original OG Menlo Park store back in 2009 when I first fell in love with Tesla back, if you remember back to episode one, if you've been listening to the podcast the whole way, I described on episode one how, how I first came to Tesla and it was through uh, a DeLorean Club event back when I had my DeLorean and I, I, I set it up with Tesla uh, with some f- the folks there at the, the Menlo Park store we had 17 DeLoreans all show up, and they gave us this cool tour of the back, the, the final assembly building in the back that they don't normally let people into. Of course, the showroom was there with nothing. I mean, at, the, at the time, that was Roadster only. But I had to buy a keepsake on my way out, and I bought a, I bought a Roadster shirt that I still love. It's a, it's a little picture of the Roadster, and it says uh, lithium-ion powered. But... My, my favorite Tesla shirt is my one that it's just, it's a gray shirt and it's just the T, the Tesla T logo, like it's a Superman logo, just big T logo in the middle of the, pay, middle of the shirt. I love it. Anyway, uh, one of the, uh, Tesla's latest product, which is straight up my alley, uh, except I don't have the car, but I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm, I've added this to my Christmas list anyway, and my wife knows about it for sure. She knows. Uh, it is an iPhone case made from leftover Nappa leather 
used to make the seats in Model S. So this is a way to, to uh, have less waste when making the car. How cool is this? They're taking the leftover Nappa leather. Uh, in this case, it, it appears to only be black. I don't see, I'm gonna double check again right now, but uh, I, it sh I believe it is just the black that they're, that they're offering so far. But yes, it is made from the same Nappa leather that the car's seats are made from. And how great, yeah, it's just black so far, but yeah, how cool is that? You see, so, you know, I can't afford the car, but I can afford part of, part of what's in it. I can afford a, a, a hunk of leather that's used in the seats. It's actually, it's reasonably priced. It's a, it's a, it's a nice slim case, by the way. You know, it, it looks functionally identical to the official Apple case, which I'm using on my 6 Plus, where it's just that sleeve case. Just It just, you know, it's just that little, that that most minimalist of case cases possible that it rests inside. Uh, but it, yeah, it's got the, it's got the Tesla T logo imprinted on the back. Uh, and then if you want, if you want to pay an extra five bucks, you can have a, uh, some credit card slots stitched onto the back of that case. And Tesla also says that that version of it, that version of the case, which is 50 bucks, will actually, uh, will block RFID readers so that in case you're paranoid about, you know, because hacking cars is, uh, that is a thing that is real and that is going to continue to be a problem. So this allegedly blocks those uh, so that that's not going to happen to you. But uh, I guess it's, re it's reasonably priced. The official Apple case that I have was cost me 50 bucks. And I remember when I bought it, I was just like, ugh, just grumbling at the register. This is 45 or if you want the wallet, you know, the credit card version, that's 50 So pretty reasonably priced. Again, it's leather that comes, same leather that goes in the seats in the Model S and the Model X. I already ordered one for my Model S owning cousin Pat in Arizona for Christmas. Uh, hopefully he doesn't, I don't think he listens to this podcast, but even if he does, he'll, he'll know not to buy one for himself. But it hasn't arrived, so I can't speak to the quality of it yet, but you... You got to figure. You know the quality. You, you know it's the same same leather that's in the car. Uh, I'm very curious to see it. It should be. Uh, it'll be arriving. Well, I guess I'm not going to open it, so I won't know what the quality is actually like until until I give it to him at Christmas time. But that is a cool gift. So you can visit shop.teslamotors.com for that. It's in the design collection. If you click into there and look in there. And finally, this week, another week, another new territory the Tesla is moving into. Tesla fans in Mexico can now begin reserving the car for uh, close to the equivalent of a, of a $5,000 USD reservation. But not much to add there other than that it's just, it's just great to see another nation checked off of Tesla's list. This is a great thing. We'll see how, uh, how the nation of Mexico responds to having the greatest car in the world uh, available to it. So that is good stuff. I'll come right back, wrap up, right after this. Oh, my, my boxer, Maggie, has passed out on the couch, <clears throat> as she usually is when I record the show. Uh, I didn't hear any snores from her this week, and <laughs> fortunately she didn't see fit to get up and eat or drink in the middle of the podcast, but... Uh, if you are curious to see this, uh, my, my 
almost co-host, my, my four-legged pseudo-co-host. You can take a look at pictures of her on Twitter, at Maggie the Boxer. I love Maggie. She's the best. She's just, she's totally a lump on the couch right now. <clears throat> anyway, I remind you, please follow me on Twitter, at DMC underscore Ryan. And if it won't fit in 140 characters, you can always email me. The podcast email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. If you're a video gamer, my day job is IGN.com. We're the uh, number one video game website in the world. We also cover all kinds of entertainment stuff, movies, TV, comics. Of course, Star Wars The Force Awakens coming up. I am seeing it on Thursday night and then again on Friday afternoon with some folks from work. I am very excited I'm not like a huge Star Wars nut, but I just feel, I don't know, I, I, get, I get good vibes from this. The, I cut myself off. I went, I went on media blackout before the last, that Monday night football trailer. And now there have been some TV spots. And I'm like, I'm now super glad that I cut myself off when I did. Because those first couple trailers were enough for me. Like, all right, I've seen enough. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Can't wait to see it on Thursday night. I'm sure I'll mention it on next week's show, but I definitely will not give any spoilers for sure don't worry about that but uh what else can i tell you so yeah anyway we'll, we'll be covering all kinds of star wars stuff on ign uh get visit my t-shirt website if you would be so kind i've got some fun designs over there my the, the best selling one being the coexist video game shirt where it is a it is a person it is an anthropomorphic xbox one controller and an anthropomorphic playstation 4 controller they are jumping in the air and high-fiving each other with the caption, Coexist. It is good stuff. Uh, so you can find that on nerdstyles.com. I would love you to pieces if you would order a shirt. It makes a great holiday gift. What can I say? <laughs> uh, also, please be sure to subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter at teslaweekly.com. I want to say an extra special thank you to Dave for the, uh, he plugged Ride the Lightning in this week's newsletter. So thank you, Dave. I sincerely appreciate that. And a reminder that you can now f- listen to this podcast in your Tesla via TuneIn. Just search Tesla Podcast and be sure to follow it. Uh, then you can find it very, very easily in your car anytime you are in it. We're up to 20 episodes. I'm so, I'm so stoked. I've had so much fun doing this. I can't believe I'm up to 20 episodes already. I'm having an absolute ball. Uh, I've got some fun plans for the show in 2016, the first uh, phase of which should start happening in January, be a new segment that I hope folks will like. I'm working with another Tesla fan in the community on it, so uh, keep an eye out for that. I do plan to keep the shows rolling uh, up through the holidays. I will, like I said, I think I mentioned this last week, but I will probably do... I'll probably have, uh, I'll probably miss one week. I'm going to be traveling for the holidays. I'm going to be in Arizona visiting my family uh, around New Year's time. Pardon me. So uh, I will, I definitely plan to have a show next week and probably uh, should have one the week after as well, the, for December 20th. But for, and then, and then also the 27th, but it'll probably be that that uh, January 3rd, might not have a show that would probably, it's probably going to skip one, just take one week off, uh, I hope, I, I, I do my best to keep the show happening every Sunday, because I know, you know, there's so many entertainment options 
competing for your attention at any given moment, whether it's podcasts, it's radio, it's streaming music services, it's television, it's, you know, whatever it is that I feel like if I miss one week of the show, everybody's just going to be like, oh, forget it. He's not doing it anymore. Let's go. Let me go find something else. But hopefully you you folks would be so kind as to uh, as to to allow me one one week off over the holidays. Uh, it's probably going to be slow Tesla time anyway, although with Tesla, you just never quite know. So anyway, um, yeah, the plan is to keep the show rolling and might might just be that that first Sunday in January, that January 3rd might be the, the week that I take off. We'll see. For now, I'm here. I'm having a blast. 20 episodes in the books. Thank you so much to everyone who has uh, who's picked up the podcast, either whether it was from episode one or just super recently. Of course, you can always go back on iTunes or, again, the uh, if you're not an iTunes person, you can find the RSS feed at teslapodcast.libsyn.com and Libsyn is L-I-B-S-Y-N so uh, however you prefer to listen to this podcast I am more than happy to help make that happen for you so thanks again to all of you hope you're having a great holiday season so far I look forward to be joining you again for episode 21 this time next week I'll see you then